not figure out what that. What was it called again? Flavor. Like sweet corn. It's something? like fire roasted. Hold sweet on, I have corn. it here. Fire roasted sweet corn flavored popcorn. Okay. Have you ever seen the Funyuns one that was like the? Hold on. So is it meant to taste like corn on the cob? Yeah, like what is sweet corn? I mean, like sweet corn is just like sweet. Okay. So um, let's crack this. Crack this bag. Oh my god. Wow, really? Oh my god, this is so weird. Bad weird? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not having any more. Oh, I don't like that. No, I'm yeah. not having any more. No, thank you. I'm going to try, I'm gonna try like one more. Just I don't like the smell. Ah! Okay, I get why I'm tasting this weird aftertaste. <laughs> I get why. This I is get, so fucking weird. I get what they're trying Isn't to eat. Isn't it like, why it's, you've gone back to your roots too much? Yeah, I know, yes. we've gone too far. I don't want it to Terry. taste like it's, corn. You've it's, gone too far. It's it's so overemphasizing. Oh no, yeah, that's bad. That corn on the cob flavor. And oh. don't you feel like it just keeps expanding? Yeah. Like it's, it's not, not it's not good. a good aftertaste. It just gets no. worse and worse. And I can't tell like... if it's if it's so accurate and that's what's unnerving me or I think it's, it's it's a little like it does I guess to be fair kind of taste like just eating straight up corn. But it doesn't have the same freshness. Yeah. So it, oh, it tastes like Christ. it tastes very weird. I did not No, that's that. terrible. Who So like, wait, wait wait does someone in your family like like this or was it just like an impulse buy that someone in My your family dad... bought? Had it for like the the what you call it Fourth of July. Yeah, the Fourth of July. Did he? Honestly, did like, they like it? Do you know? No, they, <laughs> dad dad enjoyed it, um, and nobody else did. Wow, really not good. God, what was the name of that segment supposed to be called? Do you remember? Like we had there was like taste, a rhyming name. Test? No, it was like a rhyming eat it or beat it. Eat it. Or beat it. <laughs> That's right. Okay, guys, this is a beat it. This is a beat it. This is a- to a new episode of Why Did We Watch This, the podcast where three friends sit down with a troubled movie, a themed cocktail, and discuss what worked, what didn't, and how they would fix it. But that's for a full episode. This is a mini. Um, Yeah, so we're just going to do a little discussion and talk about our next movie before we get to that. I am Chris Ravel. I'm Lee Delahanty. And I'm Brendan Drischler. Yeah, we sure are. Uh, if you can't hear it in the background, we have the AC cranked up because it is it's really hot, baby. fucking hot. In fact, apparently Monday was... The hottest day on record? Uh, at least since 1979, yes. but potentially yeah. ever. Yep, great. Um, so... Things yeah. are good. So things are good. We yeah. are having a great life. We love this world. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but what's a summer like a like a wonderful cruise down a down an exotic Egyptian locale, um, which is just hanging up that our next movie to carry on with both our reappraisal of um, uh, Kenneth Branagh, but also to continue with murder mysteries. We're doing Death on the Nile, twenty twenty two, Death on the Nile, baby, directed by Kenny B himself, starring. Kenny B himself and, <laughs> and his mustache. Tom Bateman, Tom Bateman, Annette Benning, Russell Brand, Don French, Gal Gadot. Is it Gadot? 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 Okay. Army Hammer, Rose Leslie, Emma Mackey, Sophie, I'm so sorry, I don't have to say her last name, Okunedo, I'll have to look that up. She's so good, but keeps appearing in crap. Jennifer Saunders and Letitia Wright, the perhaps the most canceled cast in recent memory. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Army a Hammer. lot of Army Hammer. Uh, if that um, Letitia writes anti-vax statements, Russell yes. Brands. I'm just asking questions right. about the vaccine broadcast. Right. Uh, Gal Gadot's whole like aggressively pro-Israel stance, coupled with her horrible Imagine video. Well, and that. It did feel ooky that in the second Wonder Woman they engage in a lot of Islamophobia. Yes, 
Uh, so, yeah, a really uh, fortuitous lineup he assembled there. And, I mean, not to go hard on Letitia Wright or anything, but she's she was also canceled because it in that it wasn't just that the person that she was promoting was an anti-vaxxer, it's also that they were stridently anti-trans! Oh, were they? I didn't know that. I, knew, I thought that Letitia Wright had just said that, like, she wouldn't get vaccinated or something. Um, I don't know. Anyway, 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 we can hash that all out two weeks from now when we cover Death on the Nile. Uh, of course, like we said, the follow-up to Murder on the Orient Express, which right. we did a couple years ago. And, of course, if we are watching Death on the Nile, it's good to be drunk. So the drink <laughs> we'll be making for Death on the Nile is called Enough Champagne to Fill the Nile. It's going to be two ounces of sparkling wine, one and a half ounces of gin, one ounce of lemon juice, and one ounce of pomegranate juice. You mix the gin, the lemon juice, and the pomegranate juice in a shaker with ice and pour it into a wine flute. Top it with some champagne and garnish with half of a lemon circle. And that's it. I think that'll be pretty delicious. I hope yep. so. I don't have, like, the highest hopes for this movie. No one else has seen it, right? I'm the only one who saw it, I think. No, I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen any of the sequels. Um, I've, it's, I've heard middling reviews. Yeah, I feel like it's no worse than Murder on the Orient okay. Express. It's, um, it's not a low bar. Well, although, no, there's some things I'm thinking about. Like, maybe the fact that it's shot almost entirely in studio in front of a green screen mm. is pretty fucking ugly. Mm-hmm. And we're at least on Murder on the Orient Express. We're like, obviously, they're not shooting it on location in a train, but at least it's like you're inside a train, so you're just adding in backdrops for the windows. Here it's like, you're on a big open boat. All these beautiful, beautiful vistas vistas of CGI animals and sunsets happening behind you. Anyway. A haunting in Venice is like imminent. Yeah, it is. That'll be coming out, I think, in September. That kind of just misses the cutoff for our summer. Is like, is like soon. And like, I forgot about it. But like, I, guys, I might be there day one. What? Uh, Wonka. (laughs) That's next year. Isn't Wonka That's next year? Next. Is it next year? I thought I Wonka was next year. Oh, I think they're announcing the trailers. The trailer is coming be, out. Yeah. I think it might be I'm pretty out sure Wonka for... is, like, next year. I think there's a thing the trailer might come out for either Barbie or, like, the uh, next... Well, that would make sense before Barbie. Yeah, or the, one of the movies that's coming out right after Barbie. So that was that was the update. I completely forgot that Wonka was a movie. Me too. Yeah, I've been trying to. Um, <laughs> I'll probably see it. Who am I fucking I mean, kidding? inevitably, I feel like I'm curious enough to. It's a musical. Yeah. But... It's Paul King. Yeah. But my expectations are not exactly high. I mean, it's, it's mostly it's... just, like, again, it feels like it's got the huge sense of, like, a why movie. Like, right. why are we doing this <laughs> except because it's a recognized property like all. once again like a movie about how we meet the Oompa Loompas right. which is like good luck yeah good luck it's how do you, not right? slavery but how do you do that with I mean that's, it's a discussion anyway perhaps it's yes. a discussion on a future <laughs> pod episode for its own episode Wonka anyways anyways I think it would be rife ripe material for the podcast once it's I think it could out. very well be and actually speaking of Roald Dahl We've got a good segue. Yeah, yeah. sure do. So, uh, I, I think, was it was it Lee that, that had originally pitched this idea? But it was sort of like, broadly censorship is the topic, but more specifically, how it's done now and the reasons for it. And yeah, just sort of like critiquing yeah. the various examples we've seen of that more recently. And Roald Dahl was a pretty big example because as Lee was describing uh, the estate had elected to make some changes. I think the publicized well, ones that got people up in arms were about like racism or something. Right, but it's also here's the thing. First of all, it's also important to just point out, I think, that the estate of Roald Dahl is now controlled by Netflix. Netflix has bought the rights to Roald Dahl's books. Oof. Which is why they're making a bunch of Roald Dahl related shit. Why they did I mean, Matilda the Musical obviously was already a thing. It was mm-hmm. on stage. It was but, like, very good. Yeah, it was. But And that's why Netflix 
books made a movie of it, you know, because they're like, oh, we have the rights to the book, so, like, let's fucking start pumping these out. Apparently, they're going to be doing some sort of, like, Willy Wonka TV show or something at some point. Yeah, a a whole bunch of other shit. But basically, Netflix is now in the Roald Dahl business. So, Netflix, as I said, controls the, um, owns the rights to these books. The British publisher that publishes these books, I assume in conjunction with Netflix, because they oversee it all, Mm -hmm. released a... I, I guess it's all of Roald Dahl's books, released versions of all of Roald Dahl's books that have been edited so as to remove anything, for lack of a better word, unpleasant in the book. So it's one thing to just sort of say they have gone in and they have removed racist sentiments, which also, which to be fair, right, and I too, but also to be fair, Roald Dahl did that during his lifetime. Like, when yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory originally came out, the Oompa Loompas were pygmies. They were explicitly pygmies. And then later, Roald Dahl was like, actually, they're weird little magic men His, from a magic land. He had he was enough to realize, like, ooh. That's yeah, he was like, anti-Semitism, okay, like, pygmies, a bridge too far. Dickens did that, too. Right, right. Dickens did it with, um, with um, Fagin. Fagin. And Oliver yeah. Twist, where, where he, where he, he referred he referred to the character as like the Jew a lot, and <laughs> gave like to be fair, Fagin is still a pretty overtly caricatured well, he, figure. Yeah, but he like had someone had like like a friend him, of his was like, like a friend of his was like this is horrible was like hey like hey like this is offensive to Jewish people because you tone it down a little. And he's like oh I guess it is, and so yeah. he toned down some of the sort of stock anti-Semitic aspects of the character of Fagin. And I mean, you can still obviously look at the character now and be like, well, there's a lot of... Right, there's... I mean, he's not even coded. He is Jewish. Like, it's not like they're saying... Sure, we're not right. going to be like, is he Jewish or not? Wink, wink. Like, he clearly is. And there's clearly a lot of stereotyping right. there. But the idea is that at one point it was more overt and perhaps more offensive than it is today. Even. Yeah. But I think he was also in the, like, in one of his unfinished works had, like, a... a was it Drood? Because Drood is the unfinished one. Yeah, like, one. a quote-unquote, like... Good Jewish, like a Jewish character who is like trying to be not not a bad Jew, not a bad yes. <laughs> anyway, so this is very much a thing, obviously, and like I said, there were other, you know, there, there are various uh, examples of racial stereotypes, of other sorts of stereotypes that would have been quite common at the time when these works were published. But obviously, we look back on today and be like, hey, not a great thing. Uh, so it, it's one thing to sort of go back in and remove elements of that. It's quite another to do some of the other things that mm-hmm. they are doing. Uh, with these books and if you look online you can find a lot of compilations about you know various examples other things like that like um, in the witches there's there's a point where the narrator is talking about how witches wear wigs because mm-hmm. all witches wear wigs in the books and he says something like you know and of course like you can't just run around trying to pull the hair off women all day and then like someone added they added in like and besides plenty of women wear wigs and nothing's wrong with that and I'm like yeah we know nothing's <laughs> wrong with that but like you don't need to like make an obvious point off obvious we get that it also just feels unnecessary like well, the takeaway from that reading isn't oh i guess that's cool to do or oh or like any woman wearing a wig is a suspicious is woman, it worth right? mentioning so like where these changes specifically came from which is that there was like a firm yes that, as a firm of like sensitivity readership um which essentially i don't know again i don't know the details i don't know like who how right what their, what their deal is how many people are on the panel or whatever how the how things get made but essentially it's like a third party organization that right. reads these things and comes up with a list of suggestions to like update or or, or yeah like future proof it i guess right against anything that was that, that was problematic right so anything that was flagged and for like editing was was something that this work had identified as like well this could be a problem right or this could be this could offend someone or but and it's and it's it definitely gets like murky um 
because some of the examples are just quite... You look at some of the stuff they changed versus what they left in, mm-hmm. and you're just like, huh? Well, it's, it's it struck me as just, like, lacking nuance. Like, just getting rid of all uses of the word stupid, for example. Yeah, there's right. a, the, so there's two layers of it, I think. There, I think there's layers of, for example... Characters being fat shamed in fiction, right? Mm. And maybe that want maybe you wanting to eliminate that. Then there's like eliminating the word stupid, which is like stupid. Which sometimes people are stupid, right? And sometimes that's, things well, are I mean, stupid. And also, you to be fair, called out for that. I, I think there was something else that I was trying to read a little bit about it, where it was just like the idea that saying someone is fat is an inherently negative thing. Like, you can say someone is fat with a negative connotation, yeah. but it's also just sort of like a statement about your yeah. body type. And I've read, um, th- there is, I cannot remember the name of the woman, but she does a lot of sort of like fat ad- advocacy uh, pieces and such like that. And she was basically saying like, this is just a descriptor of my body type. It's not an inherently negative thing to say that fat is bad. And because now that you are taking the word fat out of these things, you are creating the connotation that to call someone fat is to yeah. say that it's a bad thing. And about you're taking them. away the vocabulary. But yeah, like I don't, yeah, you have to is... then come up with these sort of like, What's the word when you have a swear? Like a euphemism. A euphemism. We have these elaborate euphemisms. Right, and that's like, and there was a descriptor of Augustus Gloop, I believe, where it says somewhat, originally it was like, uh, he was enormously fat, and now it just says, he was enormous. And it's like, how is that better than saying he was enormously fat at the end of the day? Yeah. I mean, especially characters that are, it's like like if you were to eliminate the word, like, evil or mean it's yeah like, no some people have behaviors that you want to indicate are not behaviors that are good we don't like these behaviors but you know you need to have them corrected so it's like and that's why i feel like it just it lacks nuance the choices of what they decide to censor um i mean even beyond real doll like yeah with the case of uh, in the French connection, making Gene Hackman's character not racist anymore. Well, though... to be clear, it's not that he's not racist now, it's that he doesn't say the N-word now. We, we, we still get the idea that this character is racist, he just doesn't use the N-word when he's talking. I guess I just, I mean, and I'm not trying to be like, we should have more white people on screen using the N-word, but... I, just, I, feel like, I feel like if it's censoring that word, then th- there's, it's to me, that. that communicates an assumption that it's being presented in a way that is promoting racism. Right. But the whole arc of that movie is about how he's wrong to be racist. Well, I don't even know it's the whole arc of the movie. Not but the it's, it's not an like, arc. I mean, it is, it, I don't even know it's an arc because he doesn't really change. But, like, his character is racist. We know that. Like, in, it, you, there's no confusion about whether or not this character is racist. And also, given the fact that this is a movie about New York police officers in the 70s, the 70s. do you think they were racist? Right. Do you think they might have said the N-word a couple it's, of times? Again, it's, it's like, it's better served by having something up front that says, like, Hey, this is a movie from the seventies. Right, they had attitudes that differ from our yeah. attitudes now. We're not saying these are good things, but they I mean, things. it's literally it's literally the Whoopi I mean, Goldberg thing that they do before certain Looney Tunes. Like when they yeah. released a bunch of Looney Tunes compilations on DVDs, they had like they shot a, like um, like a, a prelude with Whoopi Goldberg where she was like. A lot of these cartoons have sensibilities that no longer reflect our modern-day sensibilities. They were wrong then, they're wrong now, but if you just pretend they don't exist, you're basically saying these prejudices never existed in the first place. So it's better to look at these things in the context of their time and understand that these were things that are not, you know, that we don't don't applaud now, we we shouldn't have applauded then, but... You know, to pretend that they were never there is just as bad. If not worse in some ways, because I think, especially in the case of like the French connection 
who is served by taking that away? Right. Like, is it just to make white people, just make it seem like there's been, like, less instances of racism or use of that word by white people? Like, to an extent, I feel like that is a reality people should be known about, and if you're trying to obscure that reality... Why? Well, I think I would understand, right, if it was a case where this movie came out in the seventies and it wasn't rated accordingly, so that so that if you were going in, if it was rated PG or something, exactly. Yeah. If you were a person of color, it was rated in a way that you're not expecting to go in and hear the N word. True. Yeah. Um, and in that case, then maybe the or the ratings would be reevaluated. Or again, there needs to be better messaging around what you're getting into when you go see this movie. Because, like, I, I think that's the goal, right, is that you're not blindsided by something right, you're not I, the, prepared to see. Right, and which, again, to be fair, that was is, in theory, what the rating system is there for, and we, that's a whole other conversation. I mean, implementation. But, right, but, like, you can also say that just from looking at, you know, a PG-13 rated movie, you can see from the get-go, like, oh, there's bad language and some vague sexual situations, so you don't watch this, and then, like, someone says, son of a bitch, and you're like, where is this coming from? Right. Like, in theory, you have a warning from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, it, it yeah, it, it it's fascinating to me how, like, little nuance or subtlety we have when we apply these kind of correctives. And I think the heart is in the right place at... at at least how I perceive it. I think a lot of these terms are probably more operating in a place of, like, we want to eliminate what could turn a potential... Right, I think it's like we're worried about offending someone and creating a scandal, so we just want to cut this out. But, I mean, this is not new. Like, again, the doll thing is not new. Right. It's just the latest instance, and I think it's all all one that we can... That most of us with critical thinking skills can look at and be like, what are the choices... Right. It does does thankfully seem like most people respond to this like, why are you doing this? It seems like on both sides, people are like, this is ridiculous. It's also, like, not where the problem lies. Yeah. But, like, (laughs) again, we we talked about Dickens doing this to himself uh, with his own writing, and we talked about other writers doing this and all doing it Again, with his own writing. And uh, it's not the first time the authors have updated works or or people have updated works accordingly. There's also an example of, like, things being updated for other reasons, which was confusing. Um, So, like, the... My name, my name, my brain, my traditional brain. It's the Are You There God, Me, Margaret. Oh, Judy Bloom. Judy Bloom. That that book, Judy Bloom. I was trying to say Judy Bloom. I can't remember remember her name. But that book, um, I guess it was, like, updated... To remove antiquated references to feminine products that don't people want to understand, right, right, which like, like I guess, but like you're not updating. I don't think you're updating. You're not fully saying that you're going to move this forward. I think sometimes, well, sometimes they do those thing. I'm not. I, I, yeah, I have not read it, so I can't comment on like what the updated version of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret looks like. Yeah, but I know that there have been other children's books where the authors have gone in like 15 years later and like been like Like an updated. Right, it's like their cell phones, or like you update like someone says like I watch Sesame Street, you change to like I watch Bluey or some shit like that instead. And so like there are times when authors have gone in just to sort of make, especially I mean mostly for children, right? Let's be honest. Yeah, because I. I think the idea that they always worry about is that like children won't read something that doesn't relate to them specifically in that sense you know yeah but i mean children's literature is kind of like a high turnover though isn't it because like it's not like the classics are gonna stick around as long right Right. because i think it's i mean it does depend right i mean like again on like you said are you there god it's me margaret has kind of stuck around i know that hasn't stuck around for like a long ass time, but it's been about what fifty years or so since that book probably. came out, probably. Yeah. So like, it has stuck around. And then, I mean, before that, it's not so much that there are children's books per se that I can think of off the top of my head from like the forties and fifties, but you know, there are stories certainly that 
yeah. weird. Stuck around. But yeah. it's like, you don't want to... I think that it's also like you don't want to... People... Some people have said, like, well, I preferred it. I don't care that Like the retro more, version, yeah, yeah. I prefer... I want to read it in that time period. And I think that certain things are lost if they're written from a time period. Like, I think that if you upped... Like, a lot of things about being a woman and growing up yeah. and, and becoming, you know, going from that journey of adolescence as a woman have changed. Massively. Dramatically. So right. just to update some cultural... Well, I mean, and again, I, I don't know for sure what was changed, exactly. so I can't say without 100% certainty that she also didn't, like, yeah. take a quick peek but through I mean, it and be like, oh, someone yeah, should say this now. but I don't think that now. a quick peek edit, I think it's like a different narrative. You know what I mean? Maybe, it was, maybe it's like a similar narrative that's still happening for a, a type of person in that area, in, that, in 2021 or whatever, but, like, I don't know that it's that kind of thing where you could just, like, regularly keep it the same story updated and well, have it I not mean, be like not law. You know what I mean? And right. I think that's kind of what adaptations do, right? Like if you were to adapt, are you there, God? Which if you they did in, recently, which yeah, they did, the then you would like think about: Are you going to set it in the? Right, time and it was written? a period piece. Yeah, yeah or, or are you no pun intended. It's a period piece about period. Or are you going to update it? And like, I think that's what adaptations do, and that's kind of their place in media is to look at something and be like, all right, I have the opportunity, the opportunity here now that I'm taking this from book to TV or book to movie or book to whatever, comic, I don't care. To update Video it. Video game. So yeah, to do something with it. Am I going to update it? Am I going to move it forward with the times? Am I going to do it straightforward, etc.? Um, so then I got onto this idea that I uh, did have when I was on the gummies. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> what I think is, a, I think is a, a solid concept, but... Start writing your lawmaker's... It's not a lawmakers. What? I said start writing your lawmakers to roll out legislature oh, to yeah. implement your idea. This isn't a law. This isn't like a legislative what is thing. It? So this is just like a, 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 a sort of philosophical concept yeah. mm-hmm. that I was thinking about in terms it's of... the ship of Theseus. No, it's not really. Not really. It's it's more boring and... Okay. <laughs> it's more boring. More boring than the ship of Theseus? It's more boring and more... Um, I definitely have become an engineer. Um, I th- so the core the core thing is books as software with right. languages. Sure. So, like, if you are a software engineer and you have like a repo, which is your code base, okay, then you have this usually use something like GitHub or something to push your changes to the code, and then you can do like a diff, which is where you see like the difference between this co- commit that you just made and the original, um, and gets pretty good at tracking history, so you can see like. This is the commit I made at this time. This is the commit I made this, and it branches. You can do branches off of it as well. Um, so it's like, is that where we want literature to go? Because do we want? Because I don't think that people. I don't think we should lose the original. I don't think like because this. It feels like we're almost going back to some sort of weird oral tradition thing where it's like the <laughs> yeah. original story is just going to get lost and right. buried, right? And no one's going to know or remember the original. Are you there as Because we keep updating it. Well, I think be- I, so. For something like that, obviously, best case scenario is probably. I mean, best case scenario in this context, at least, is probably what the UK publishers for the Rural Doll books did, where they were like, "We're keeping both in print. We will have like the right. one with all the unpleasant yeah. edited out, and we will have the original." But then, one what happens like ten years or twenty years later or fifty years? No, later. I know. Is your question like, do we keep updating the update? Exactly. Right, and then it's like, well, what about the kids who read it and in two thousand twenty-three? Does their version get yeah. to stay in print? And it's like, are you going to update? That's why I don't like this where it is now. Because are you going to update the updated one? Or are you going to update the original? Are you going to go back right. to the original again? Are you going to 
skip the updated one that was, frankly, you should skip because it's bananas a little bit, um, and go back to the original and update the original again. Because if you update the update, then it's like a game of telephone. Right. Well, and I also feel like if you keep doing that, it just makes me feel like, so is that what we're going to do instead of the, like, original? I mean, an original non-franchise or non-existing IP story? Like, we're just going to keep updating what already exists? We're just going to carry forward well, the stories we already have? I mean, I, I feel like that's less of an issue with books than it is with movies and television. Mm-hmm. Like, books generally, by yeah. and large, don't have the issue of, we're only writing stories about recognizable IP right, right now. Like, right. I think it certainly helps. I'm sure if George R. R. Martin said, like, I'm going to do another Game of Thrones story, people would be like, yes, let's publish this immediately. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, the common thread between Dahl and the, Are You There, It's Me, Gar- Margaret, God. Are You There, It's Me, Margaret, God. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> are you there? It's me, God, Margaret. I can't get this straight. I am God, Margaret. Are you there? Can you there? tell that I never read a Judy Blue book in my life? Yes. Um, Not even Super Fudge? I love no. Super Fudge. Super Fudge was great. Anyway, sorry, Lee. But the different the, 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 the thing that they share is that they are children's books, and I think that right. maybe why we're talking about these types of I mean, I think it is because, like, by and large, <laughs> yeah. you don't see examples because, of adult like, books. nobody cares that George R. R. Martin has people getting raped every five minutes. Right, because well, it's... I mean, well, I mean, some people I mean, we care. care yeah. but, I mean, we're not, we're not doing a censorship. No one's gonna, no one's gonna right. come back in ten years and be like, could we redo this with less rape guys? Right. I mean, and, and again, this all, like like you said, it's... And, and it almost makes me understand a little bit the argument for doing it because, like, children's brains are squishy and they're kind of dumb. And, like, if you present something to them, if you're not giving it the proper context, yeah. it's possible that they will read it literally and assume that these things are okay and i agree and i know and then it becomes like a broader sense thing what like it's the job of someone else to like do it's not the job of the publisher or the government or whoever to come in and change these things so the children can never be exposed to it it's someone else's responsibility i i mean to your point though i feel like the move then is not to just get rid of the content it's make new content well yes and that's what my answer is always going to be but more importantly if if I feel like you just need to put what's there into context. Right, so saying, if you add a foreword or an afterword. Add, right, do yeah. the Whoopi Goldberg yeah. thing yeah. and just be explicit. Yes, these values are reprehensible and they have no place, they didn't have a place then, they don't have a place now, they're not okay, but they did exist. Yeah, and, and like if if the kid's too young to understand the foreword or the or the context... Then they probably shouldn't be reading Then anymore. don't... Then <laughs> right. they, they can't touch doll until they're a little bit older now. Right. And too bad, so sad. They'll right. still Maybe they'll still have some affection for Willy Wonka's Shelf Factory when they're ten. But right. when they're six... I mean, right, you can start with, like... To... I mean, that... You know, and that's one of those things, too, with, like, the BFG, where it was like, we had to change all example of man-eating giant to human-eating giant because we want to make sure that kids know that the giants are egalitarian and they will equally eat men and women oh, and God. non-binary... It's, it's like when you when you get... When you, when you boil it down to that, you're like... What the fuck is the point? Right, no, it's just, it, it also character. becomes like gibberish at a certain point right. where it's like, yeah. I feel like you don't say, like, you still by and large would say man eating versus human eating. And we all get that, like, yes, man eating, it's, you know, it focuses on man, it's not mentioning women, it's sexist in the sense that, like, at all, at one point we consider it to be like, man, men are it, men are the only ones who count. I also, I just feel like it, it just ends up feeling like a missed opportunity because I feel like a forward could describe how, yeah, it was very normal to use the, a gender term like man to speak about literally anyone, and that was used to refer to humanity, and that could actually start a child on looking at, wow, the small ways that 
language shape our perception and communicate ideas about our own culture. And I agree with you on that, but it's also one of those things where it's like, is the BFG the time and place to have the argument about man versus human in terms of like, like, is that like the book's not about like, no, but you know, if, but if that's such an issue that you want to go in and censor it, I'd rather you put it in that context than just changing it to human. No, I, I agree. Like but we're, we're missing this ability to look back and be like, wow, this was normal, but it's, this is why it's not anymore. Right, but I mean, my point would more just be that, like, I think it's dumb to go back in and you make a fuss over. You think you have it hard with, like, man, like mankind, etc. It's really hard in fantasy where you've got, like, fucking bird people and shit. Do you know how hard it is? Do you know how long I start to find a word for, like, all... Sapient <laughs> kind is right. the best I Beings. got. Yeah, no, my agreement is more just the, like, this is not the time and place to really, like, have the debate. I feel like the time to have that debate is in a work where to correct something like that would change the meaning or change your right. fundamental understanding of why we said man instead of why we now would say human right. and like why that's important but the BFG is a children's book about giants who eat people I think like you don't need someone to like stick out and be like actually they ate women too and that's very good yeah. more power to you giants yeah. it just feels like like this is this is not the time and place to have this argument yeah. you know and the whole like not using words like stupid right or, or ugly it's like either you're calling someone stupid or ugly, which, uh, you know, not the best. I understand that, like, kids are impressionable, and right. you're giving kids maybe, like, ammo to, like, then use and be mean. Just tell kids it's just, make it clear that that's bad. <laughs> like, yeah. But you can, I was gonna say, you can use those words in other, like, I feel like it almost becomes this thing of, I mean, I think with very few exceptions... You, I just like demonizing the word stupid in and of itself is not to be trite, but stupid. I feel like instead you you would think about the use of the word. Yeah, I or mean how you're I applying it. I think because again, this is connects to um, before the doll stuff. My um, my brother, apparently, in their family, there look my because my my I, I don't hear about this. I hardly ever see my nieflings, um, but there. But apparently. My, Mom and dad tell me, like, they're not supposed to use the word stupid around the grandkids. Oof. Um, and I'm all? like, how? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. What? What? In what context? In any context? Because you have to... That's a word that they're going to have to learn the definition of at some point in their lives. And they're going to... They're going to want to use that word. They're going to want to call things stupid. A lot of stuff is stupid. I mean, they're going to hear it at school, right? Yeah, this they're going to hear it at school. Yeah. Someone's going to call them stupid probably at some point in their life, whether or not they are, yeah. in fact, stupid. Like... They're gonna find other people stupid. They're not. They're gonna need the word for that. Um, and you know, it's just a word. Like, and yeah, maybe they don't want. I don't know what they're trying to avoid. I, I, I mean, I, I think like I, I'm sure this is not entirely the situation that's happening here. Yeah. But I know there are times where the idea is to try and get your kid to explain something in a more specific sense. So it's like you say, like you don't just say like this is bad. You have to explain like why or like you don't bad. just say like I'm mad. You have to explain like why you're feeling this way. You know. Mm -hmm. And I get it in that sense because yeah. like if your kid's just running around being like I'm mad, I'm mad. You want them to be like okay, but what is causing you to feel this way, and how can we fix this? Yeah. As in, but like contrary wise, I feel like. It's not the sort of situation where they're saying, don't say stupid, say, like, this is boring, or this is, like, not of interest to me. <laughs> it feels like it's just sort of, like, verbatim, like, yeah, or sorry, yeah. verb verboten, like, we don't say the word stupid. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know the specifics. I just know that, like, they get... 
And some of it could be my parents' like boomer exaggeration of like <laughs> modern, modern child raising techniques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, like, this, all this that, woke PC that and like man, kids are so anxious these days. Well, God wonder why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shocking. God wonder, fucking wonder why. I'm anxious these days. Yeah. I'm yeah. anxious all days. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, so I don't know, but I, all I do know is that, you know, they should know the word stupid and yeah, they shouldn't be like thrown around like, you know, some dumb insult, but you know, it, I don't think that not teaching the word is not the answer. Yeah. Not, yeah. not using, omitting it from works entirely is probably not the right call context about why that why and how we use that word yeah and i mean that's i I guess that's the thing too surely they're going to hear it on a tv show or movie yeah at some point and then has it just become this thing where the parents have to like step in positively and be like but don't say that and then like sit back down again or and that just kind of brings me back to the whole like just having a context forward or whatever just i feel like it also encourages the viewer or reader to think critically about what it is they're consuming Mm -hmm. and it kind of gives you a place to start that critical thinking so if you're hearing oh hey inside this work there's some really outdated and you know racist or sexist shit in there i think that invites you to look for that and consider why that is bad or in what ways you are seeing that in that work which i think could help someone be more critical about this kind of shit in the future yeah. and perhaps you wouldn't be in what i feel the situation is now where that is a skill that is slipping away from like students or, i mean like media literacy adults. is again a whole other conversation it's that dying. you can launch into right now it's which is dying. a bigger a bigger thing to certainly discuss um yeah that we don't really have the next, man with her time next to deal next with right now should be a eulogy for media literacy yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there was something I was going to say going off what you were saying about um, Childrenly and Now for the Life of Me. I, it escaped. I cannot remember what it is. Damn. Pour one out for me, the literacy right next to critical thinking skills. Yes, yeah. and all of the various shows that we're taking off streaming services. Yeah. Oh my god, including that one crater? <laughs> crater. Which, again, weeks. to be fair, have not heard of this movie. I never knew anything well, I mean, about it. What chance did we have? Right. That's how I feel now, right? Where it's like, now it's just like a movie is going to go down in like a week, and it's just sort yeah. of like no one's ever going to fucking find it anymore. And then, I mean. Did you also see how Zaslav was angry that a GQ writer wrote a mean article? So he told GQ, that's not okay. You need to correct the article. And that because the guy's editor has a movie in production with Warner Brothers, Mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, 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 fine. So they threw the writer under the bus. They wanted to post a more like defanged version of the story, even though they gave him the assignment to write about how Zaslav is hated in the Mm -hmm. industry. And that's what he did. Mm Because Zaslav was pissed about that and they wanted to maintain access and this good relationship that was allowing one of their editors to have a movie, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, this freelancer, he's like a real piece of shit. Kind of threw him under the bus and let him take all of this, like, crap over it. Yeah, I mean, the real problem here, as always, is that certain people don't die fast enough. And capitalism. Yeah. It all comes back to capitalism, doesn't it, Chris? It does. Anyway. I feel. Did we ever explicitly state that this was when we started talking about that the, the French Connection is mm-hmm. available in a edited form, and that's why oh, this yeah. was discussed? Because if you were to watch the French Connection on the Criterion Channel or on any streaming service, as is my understanding, presently it removes a brief snippet of a conversation where Gene Hackman uses the mm-hmm. N word when talking to Roy Scheider. But if you have a physical version, copy of that that you bought before this point, it would have that in it. Which I do. I don't think I do, but I have seen it. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, you should. And again, it's like, it's, it's, 
And that's an important about movie. The French connection, but I'm gonna be precious about the French. It won Best Picture. Oh, I agree. Be I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I would say the same thing if it was done to a non-Oscar winner. If it was done to a movie I didn't particularly care about, I just think it's yeah. Yeah, but anyways, there's that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I feel like we've we've, um, we've said our it. piece. We fixed yeah. everything. Yeah, we fixed I think censorship. we know. I think we know the answers and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The world doesn't. And so. you know, if you, together. if you want, if you want those answers, you're going to need to pay us a lot of money. Yeah, make Just us in come. charge of things. Yeah, you know where to find me. <laughs> Zaslav. You know where to find me. Zaslav. Follow the address on my Mac subscription. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like one of the many Max. One of the many memberships they have to one of his many properties. Did you guys sure. see the article where like all of the big time directors were like? Up in arms about TCM. About TCM. I did. They're like, don't you fucking dare! And he yep. did it. Anyway. And he did it. Yeah. Yep. For yep. what? For what reason? It was profitable. I mean, but not profitable enough, right? That's always the issue. Profitable enough. Yeah, you have to be profitable enough. It's not enough to just make some money. You have to make a. It lot always of money. needs to be exponentially right. larger. Right. Right. Otherwise, what, what will the shareholders but think? Unsustainable. Of course it is. Here we are. So much is unsustainable right now. Here we are. Yeah. Anyways, because um, everyone put um, a quarter under your pillow tonight for capitalism to fill. <laughs> I once burned a candle that was like, once you reach the bottom of that candle, it's going to end capitalism. I'm like, I know that's not true, but I'm doing it anyway. No, you must not have burned it well enough, I guess. <laughs> I did it in multiple setting, settings. It had to be all at once. Yeah. Um, it to be like one of those like sort of like ritualistic things where you have to like hold the candle in your hand and, like, the entire time like chant yeah, yeah. Like, chant. Hold, hold and like keep thinking yeah keep like yeah. thinking about it the entire time yeah yeah my witchcraft wasn't strong enough um yeah. I guess we'll be back <laughs> on that note to talk about death on the Nile but we'll be back I guess we will be we will be and it'll be fun because Kenneth Branagh movies are if nothing else, entertaining will give us something to talk about. Uh, sometimes they're entertaining, sometimes they're just shit. But anyway, yeah, two weeks from now, we're on a lot of platforms as of right now because yeah. um, Stitcher is dying or right. dead. Yeah. Uh, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and there is some weird issue happening with Amazon that I have to figure out, but we're on there. But for some reason, the episodes like aren't loading. I don't know what the deal is. I'll have to look into that at some point. But... For the time being, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are the two places where we are right now. Yay. We'll figure out how to do other ones uh, as the situation comes up. <laughs> but uh, Facebook.com slash Podcast is our Facebook page. Dropback.com is the website as well. All right. Uh, see you in two weeks, yep. everyone. Stitcher down, capitalism next. <laughs> <laughs> if, if only it were easy as Stitcher. Are we going to buy it out to capitalism? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Bye! Bye.